Hey, if you're just tuning in this week to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, last week we promised that we'd be doing a short video to accompany the podcast this week. Unfortunately, Dustin and I did not get a chance to hang out together this last week, so we did not make a video. So sorry to disappoint everybody, but still uh, hit us up on YouTube because why not, right? Hey, Steve. Hey there, Dustin. How you doing? Pretty good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Again, I'm doing great. The second time around. <laughs> second time around. Full house in it. Second time's a charm, buddy. What, uh, what are you drinking over there, bud? Tonight, I'm drinking another Eric Bloodaxe, a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Elk. I see. It just didn't sound as authentic the second time around. The first time had a little bit more bedazzlement to it. L- let me try it again. Okay. Tonight, Dustin, I'm drinking an Eric Blood X, a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Elk. There you go. Someday you're just going to be a beer spokesman. That would be a dream come true. I would love that. <laughs> Every second of that. If you're out there uh, and you own a brewery, uh, Steve Van Elk, that's me. Available to be a beer spokesman. <laughs> Especially you, Scarlet Lane, drinking your beer right now. Hashtag Steve is for sale. <laughs> Hashtag of course. Hashtag duh. Oh, do you guys have a wedding this weekend? We did have a wedding this weekend. Yeah. And? Yeah. And it was great. It's fantastic. Don't hold anything uh, back. You know, I was super sick. Remember last week where I was like, I'm feeling kind of sick, so I probably shouldn't drink this Eric Blood Axe. Yes, I recall. Drink it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that did not help. And I was sick on the day of the wedding, and I could barely talk. It was was a great day. And uh, there was a period of time throughout the day where we thought that one of our flashes had been stolen. And then it uh, turned up to be on somebody's table, and neither one of us had been near that table or put it down on a table. So we think maybe somebody picked it up, like, because we walked away for a second and then placed it on one of the tables that the guests were sitting at. Hmm. And then when the guests came in, they found it. Yeah. Interesting. It was like a mild panic, huge freak out for the day. But everything worked out. We got the flash back and uh, we just kept on shooting like nothing had happened. Was it a Yangundo flash or was it a uh, cannon? Oh, gosh. Really? You're going to do that again? <laughs> Yang Nuo. Pronounce it right. So it was Yang Nuo? No, it was a cannon flash. Oh. So it was an expensive one. Yes. The, thus, the freak out was justified. Yeah. 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 And uh, also, I've still been sick this week, but drinking that Eric Blood X anyway, because <laughs> it's too good to let it go to waste, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm like drinking vodka over there. I saw a clear liquid for you. Vodka uh, every time. Yeah, just vodka. Vodka all day, every day, baby. Man, you're you're hardcore, Dustin. Proud no, I'm I'm drinking water tonight because I water is Dustin's code word for vodka because he's an alcoholic. Most wedding photographers who are listening to this podcast alcoholic. No, the October month is like the most insane month for us. We shoot for every Friday and Saturday. Um, or if we don't shoot a Friday, we are out of town, so we have to travel. It's just, it's just really crazy right now for us. Dustin, are you saying that you're too busy to drink anything but vodka? Yep. Yep. I need the job done. I need it done quick. What did you say to me before? Busy is a what? Being busy is a state of mind. Of being sober? I know, because I know so many people who, they always feel like they're so busy that they can't do things, but really they're just too sober, right? If you're more drunk, you just have more time. That's how it works, right, Dustin? That's why you're always on that sauce. Yeah, you always have more time. You just have to sleep less. That's what I do during this time of the year. I'm proud of you, buddy. I stay up till 3 a.m. and I wake up at about 6.30, 7 a.m. You just don't let that sunlight touch you, right? Keeping vampire hours? Vamp hours, baby. Because I assume by 6.37, you meant p.m., not a.m., right? No, a.m. You're doing it wrong. 
Nope. This morning, Charlie and I, Charlie's my daughter, we woke up and we had a beautiful meeting with a bride at Starbucks, just the two of us. (laughs) And then we uh, ran some errands. It was awesome. Got all my very nice. Got all my stuff done. Oh, but tell me about your exciting news. You were offered this amazing job opportunity to like video edit for like some famous person, right? <laughs> uh, a few weeks ago, I received a contact through my email. It was an independent film producer, or that's what the person claimed asking if I was available to edit a video for them. And they got my contact information through a site on which I am listed as a video editor. And I've gotten contacts through that site and other sites like it before that were legit. So my first thought was maybe this is legit. And I responded to him as if it were. Then he sent me back this thing saying how much money he would pay me to do the work. And it was like four times as much is what anybody else would have paid to do that kind of work. He was asking for eight to nine hours of work a week, and he was going to pay $1,395 for that eight to nine hours of editing work. Plus, according to his email, he was providing dental insurance and health insurance and a 401k. And I was like, this sounds way too good to be true. I think you're worth that, Steve. You think I'm worth that? Yeah, absolutely. Dustin, you want to hire me to work eight to nine hours a week for you, and you want to give me (laughs) health insurance, dental insurance, and a 401k, and pay me as much as he said? I will work for you in a heartbeat, buddy. I wish. In a heartbeat. Uh, So I decided to follow him down the rabbit hole a little bit. I sent him back. uh, He asked for references. sent him back some references just to see if he'd call them, see if maybe like he just sent me the wrong email, but it was a legitimate job. And he actually did need somebody and sent him this thing back. And then I was like, you know what? I'm really busy. I don't know that I have time. And that's when I got this weird email that was like, no, just send me the stuff. You'll work. Trust me. And I was like, I feel like I just said no. And now you're pushing like you really want me, which I guess is kind of normal, right? Like when a girl told you no, like you ask her out, she says no, you're like, now I have to date her, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's how dating works, and working is really just like dating a company, right? Mm-hmm. You played hard to get, and he yeah. just you made him want you even more. Yeah, so now I'm prepared to go in, you know, full face, maybe give him a little tongue with that kiss. <laughs> and uh, I get the email back from him now, and it just says, I'm sending you a check It'll include your first week of pay plus extra money to buy gear for the production. And that was when I was like, all right, I thought it was a scam at the very beginning. And now I know for certain it is a scam. It's literally an overpayment scam. Uh, Overpayment scams work where they pay you more money than you're supposed to get, ask you to buy something for them or pay another vendor for them. And then they want you to put that money in your bank account, pay that vendor from your bank account, your own money. And then they withdraw the money from your bank account by saying it was like fraudulent or some other thing like that. Or maybe like the check was just bad. So you never actually had the money anyway. The check never cleared. But they told you you had to pay this merchant or vendor before you would have known if the check cleared or not. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty common scam. Yeah. Uh, I feel like photographers get it a lot. They're asked to go shoot like a family reunion, but they just got to pay that DJ for the person, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I get this and I email the guy back and I say, look, this is a scam. Uh, Thank you for thinking I was worth scamming, but I'm not going to go through with this. Um, See you later. And he just sends me an email back that says, Steven, why would I scam you? And I was like, oh, damn, why would he scam me? Why would he scam me, Dustin? He was so charming. This is why I was thinking about giving a little tongue when I went in for that kiss <laughs> with his company, you know? Um, so then today, I just get an email from him that says, here is the USPS tracking number for the check. It is in the mail. And Dustin, I shit you not. Here it is, Dustin. Can you see this? I see that. A check. 
for $4,976 arrived at my house today. Uh, this check looks faker than anything else I've ever seen in my entire life. The signature isn't even a real signature. It looks like uh, somebody tried to draw a signature with a Sharpie that was like going dry. And then they just copied that signature and like printed it from a computer onto this check. Nothing about this looks real to me. And so I just sent the guy a photo back of uh, that scene from The Dark Knight where the Joker's burning all the money. And I just told him I burned the check. And I plan on burning the check. But uh, I cannot believe this guy took it so far. He paid $6.65 to send this check to me as priority mail through the United States Postal Service. That's incredible. And this was after I told him I knew it was a scam and that I would burn the check if he sent it to me. He still sent me the check. That's a good move on his part, though. He's like, no one's going to turn down that money when I send them the actual money. So th the check he sent you, was that that was your pay plus the overage or that was just your pay? That was my pay for one week of work, one week of eight to nine hours of work. And then the overage for whatever equipment or gear he wanted me to buy. And then did you get far enough to find out like what gear and equipment and like how you were supposed to deliver that to him? No, because I told him he was an asshole and <laughs> not to uh, not to contact me. He wasn't going to tell me that until he saw what, what that. What would be funny uh, is if this is one of those rare exceptions where it's not a scam. This <laughs> is actually real. <laughs> Uh, well, the thing was, the email he sent to me came from a Gmail account, and when I looked up the guy who he's pretending to be, that guy has like an actual website, like his own production company, and from that website and production company, he has like his own email, which is different than the Gmail. Gotcha. So if he's doing work through the production company, why the hell would he ever contact me through his Gmail account? Have you reached out to him? No, not yet. And been like, hey, just in case you didn't already know, someone's trying to run a scam using your name? Uh, I have not reached out to him yet because I don't know if he's actually real. The whole thing might be a scam, like his actual email, website, all that stuff. But Oh, you think it's really that deep? Uh, it might be. This stuff goes pretty deep sometimes, man. Have you listened to like the Reply All uh, episodes where they go to India to like check in with a bunch of scammers and see what's going on no dude it's layers upon layers upon layers deep it's ridiculous huh now the most recent scam that tried to get me which was a super apparent from the get-go because whoever this little posse of people is that try and scam us photographers they need to like connect on who's got whose email list or cell phone list or whatever because when you get like four in the same day from different numbers it immediately lessens the legitimacy of it yeah um so the most recent one um and i got it on the same day that a bunch of people got it was it seems super credible because it was from a magazine editor at the atlantic magazine did you get this one no, or Jen get this no. one? Uh, Jen and I both use a call blocking service on our phones called Haya, and it screens uh, all the incoming phone numbers and just automatically throws out ones that look like scam or spam. This is a text message. Really? Yeah. So this was a text from, hey, I'm such and such editor at Atlantic Magazine. We're doing a photo shoot in your area. I know this is last minute, but... Um, are you available to do a photo shoot this week? And oh, um, nice, yeah. And, and so, like, cha-ching. Yeah, I was like, all I love money. Atlantic Magazine. I would love to do a photo shoot. Um, but then, before I even had a chance to reply, like I got another text with the same exact question, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, hmm. I was like, if you are one of the, you know, like a super predominant magazine, you know, national magazine, you wouldn't be texting someone twice with the same text. It would be like, hey, just checking to see if you got my text. And first of all, if you were a national magazine, you wouldn't be texting. You would be emailing or calling because 
you don't know if a photographer is main number is a cell phone or a studio phone or whatever. So what happened? Did you follow that rabbit down into the wonder hole, Alice? No, because unlike unlike you who followed the rabbit, my sister had been scammed a couple of years ago with this overpayment scam and she actually fell for it. So that kind of mm-hmm. led me to understand how many people are trying to scam us each and every day. Um, so I just went straight to Atlantic Magazine and called them directly and was like, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm being scammed here and I'm sure other people are too. Um, I just wanted to see if you guys were aware of it. And it turns out that that editor is actually like a photo editor and he was on vacation that week. And so they took advantage of like him being on vacation to scam people And so I went on Twitter and tweeted his ass and was like, hey, such and such at the Atlantic, uh, just so you know, people are scamming photographers using your name. And he was like, yeah, I've been getting calls all day long. Um, I've been in contact with the FBI and Homeland. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. Like the TV show Homeland? Yeah, the TV show Homeland. They're actually producing it. They asked me to star in it. Nice. Um, You had to turn them down, though, because you're too busy. But busy's just a state of mind, Dustin. It's called the it's called the Atlantic scam. <laughs> Very catchy name. <laughs> Very catchy. Really it says it all. It could be about a newspaper online, or it could be about the ocean. We don't know. Time will tell. But what I'm hearing from this is they knew that he was on vacation, and that's when they pulled the scam. Right, which is why he talked to the FBI because he obviously meant that they they knew his movements and were using that to scam people. They've got an inside man, Dustin. I don't know if you've seen the movie Inside Man, but I think that's what's happening. Somebody has literally built a false wall in the building that he is working (laughs) in, and they are living in that false wall. They'll probably be there for like a week or so, and when they come out, they're going to have blood diamonds on them, and maybe some blood too. (laughs) I, I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. It is a fantastic movie. That I will agree with you on. Um, But yeah, my sister fell for an over... We are so off topic from wedding photography, but that's okay. No, dude. Wedding photographers fall for these scams all the time. This is right on topic. You can go on. Um, My sister was contacted for a nanny position, and she was like looking for a nanny position, so it was perfect. And they were like, we're on vacation in Europe right now. Um, but we keep losing nannies and we would love to secure you. Um, so we're going to go ahead and send you a check for like this insane amount of money. Um, and we want you to use that extra money to restock our groceries at our house and, uh, get a car seat for your car. Um, you know, these are the two size car seats you're going to need because these are how big, I mean, like insane amount of detail that they went into and like the type of orange, orange juice they wanted and like, you know, different groceries, items. And, and then they're like, the rest just hold on to, and you can just give it to us when we, when we get back. And then they were like, oh, actually our, um, our housekeeper, um, is going to meet you, um, at the house. Can you just give them the money? And they'll give you the key to the house, like to the house and we'll see you next week or whatever. So she got the check in the mail, you know, the bank name obviously was, you know, super fake sounding, Mm -hmm. but she like cashed it. And, you know, luckily we told her not to like do anything. And sure enough, um, Wells Fargo, who she banks with, you know, called her the next day and were like, hey, that check you you cashed was a forged check and we have a zero tolerance thing here at Wells Fargo. And they actually like closed all of her accounts. And it took, it, it was going to take like, I think it was like two weeks or 30 days, something crazy before she was going to get a check in the mail from Wells Fargo with her like actual money that she already had in her account because they do like this whole like freeze your accounts to figure out like what's going on with the fraudulent check thing. Wow. So it was, it was a nightmare. Yeah. And that is why I'm not putting this check into a bank. I'm going to burn it. (laughs) 
I mean, the best thing you could do is go to a bank that you have no relationship with and just uh, open up an account and immediately cash it and wear a fake beard and a wig and then just walk out. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work. I'm sure I won't be <laughs> getting a call from the FBI or his Secret Service or whatever. Yeah, that sounds great, Dustin. I would love to serve a few months in jail. It'd be worth it. <laughs> For $4,000? No. No, it would not. So, Steve, you wanted to talk a little bit about dark venues with no windows, no lighting, black ceilings. We call them the black hole of reception halls. The anus of reception halls. <laughs> the anus of reception halls. Why do I repeat the things you say? I wanted to talk about this because last week on the podcast, we were talking about capturing receptions and you mentioned you don't use off-camera flash anymore. Yeah, that is that is absolutely 100% accurate, Stephen. So we take a different approach. We take a painter into the reception hall the day before, and we have him paint the ceiling white. Yeah, wow. <laughs> How's that work out for you? <laughs> or this new thing we've been doing is where we go in with foam core, and we have them tie little strings to them and drop them. It adds a really nice ceiling accent. Mm, it's almost like nice. decor. Um, I don't know. Give me, give me just, some more of these great ideas, Dustin. Come on, keep keep them coming, keep them coming. Um, I just do you maybe sometimes just get down on your knees in the middle of the dance floor and you just pray real hard, and then the light of heaven comes down and you shoot by that. <laughs> I pray to the light, God, Steve. Let, please let there be light in my reception hall. Let the love of my couple illuminate this hall, dear baby Jesus. If you didn't know what Dustin was doing, that's actually a callback to the scamming section of this because people who talk like that while they preach are scamming you out of money. In fact, if you'd like to donate money to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, we are you will Bill Clinton now? <laughs> we will donate to the Wedding Light Gods in your behalf. Let us plant seeds for your wedding future. <laughs> Send them back some holy water for their wedding day. It's been blessed by the hand of God. There's never too many seeds that you can plant for your wedding photography career future. Here at Where the is this accent going? We're drunk on communion wine, blessed by light from God's divine tears. Which is what Dustin calls vodka. <laughs> that or water. You can tell Dustin's actually drunk tonight. But back back on topic. <laughs> uh, we just jack up our flash and shoot, you know, full power and bounce that shit straight into the black abyss and it comes back. You stare into the abyss and the abyss stared right back at you, Dustin? Was that a little Russian right there, Steve? <laughs> it was uh, terrible Werner Herzog. Terrible, terrible Werner Herzog. Oh, man. Don't get me started. Um, but yeah, we just shoot high ISO, high flash power, and we just go with it. You know, we might go through extra batteries, but um, yeah, I have no good reason why we don't do off-camera flash, but primarily because when we did do off-camera flash, there were a few instances that we didn't, and I would ask the bride and groom if they could tell the difference. And there were actually a few situations where the we had like mothers of the brides be like, oh, can you do my daughter's wedding photos, but not have like all that flary stuff coming from like the background. And so we just kind of stopped doing it because we actually felt that they couldn't tell the extra effort that was going into making it look so much better in my mind, but they thought it looked just as good without the extra added work of off-camera flash. And you're running a business. This is not about art. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. I know you disagree with that point, but... It's about making that money. Ka-ching! I'm in this business to make wedding photos for my clients, not wedding photos for me. I don't follow you there. I only make art for myself, Dustin. I'm not making art, Steve. I'm what they call a purist. <laughs> Actually, uh... 
when Jen and I shoot weddings, we actually print all the photos off. And then um, I just, uh, I take all the canvases and uh, I just cut myself open a little bit, you know, uh, right in the palm there, just like Jesus on the cross where he was crucified. Um, and I put a little bit of that blood into every single one of the canvases before we send them off. That way they know that, you know, what they're getting is real art and it's authentic because it's got that Steve Van Oak DNA. And if mm. one of them is ever murdered, this could be a problem. <laughs> well, Steve, we found your blood on this uh, print. I was just thinking if uh, end times ever came and I needed to clone your ass, I just need to call up your clients and be like, hey, I just need one of those canvases to clone Stephen Van Elk. And they're going to be like, why with all the mass destruction and murders and things going on, would we ever need Stephen Van Elk back in this world? And I would have to just agree with them. No, would you would just- say... For the podcast. For the podcast. And they would, of course, give you the canvas right away, right? <laughs> Be like, the world needs the wedding photo hangover podcast. No, certainly you and I need it. I don't know about the rest of the world, but uh, what would you do without me, Dustin? So why did you start doing off-camera flash? Like, what was the, were you like, oh, all the fancy people do it. Let's do it too. No, it was because we were shooting in a venue that was an anus venue. It had no windows, dim lighting, and uh, black ceiling. And we were shooting, and we got some really great shots. And it was just like afterwards, it was like, oh, well, we're going to off camera. And then that was uh, that was like back our first, second wedding, whatever. Uh, you know, back when we bought those Cowboy Studio strobes I told you about, Dustin. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and... We used those for a few weddings, hated them, and then we switched over to uh, actual speed lights. And we've never looked back. Speed lights and pocket wizards, and now speed lights and young Nuo receiver transmitters. I shot with those young Nuo receivers uh, this week. Again. And um, they work great. However, one design flaw, and it could be different with Canon than it is with Nikon, but the, the, the flash tends to come loose really easily on on top of the receiver oh really yeah it doesn't it's not like a tight uh thing but canon's fine with them it must just be nikon oh yeah i just i don't know i kept thinking it was the receiver's batteries and then finally i just realized i mean it would just be like you know a millimeter out of the uh Mm -hmm. of the receiver and i'd just have to push it in a little bit extra just give that extra little push in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and now we're going to move past that sexual thing. Was that sexual? Uh, when you put the uh, flash up there, just tear off a little piece of gaff tape. Gaff tape it on so it doesn't move. That comes off. doesn't leave any residue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm just going to get these Profeto A1s, and that'll just solve all my problems. That will solve all of your problems. Or you get the young new flashes, and then you don't need the uh, receiver transmitter things, you know? There you go. There you go. So you shoot in dark venues a lot. I, I think there's only, I want to say, in Fort Wayne, there's only one venue. Only one venue that comes to mind that is what you might call, Stephen Van Elk, you might call an anus venue. Uh, I mean, I've called it that. You've called it that. I don't know how many other people have called it that. I feel like it's a very <laughs> common term. Um, so let's let's not go putting this term on any one person in particular. We've all at some point in time in our life said <laughs> anus venue. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like in the Indianapolis area, which is where Jen and I shoot most of our weddings, we shoot in a lot of anus venues. Um, <laughs> and I say they're anus venues. They actually, usually they have tons of windows. It's just that we're shooting the reception after the sun goes down, so those windows aren't helping at all. So right. it's just dim lighting and typically... A black ceiling or like a dark wood ceiling, like the uh, venue we shot at this weekend, it was just very dark wood. So what you going to do? Yeah. What you going to do? But power that flash up full power, baby. I, 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 so all day. I mean, if that's how you want to shoot. I mean, I know Burn you love that. Blu-ray uh, DVD. What, the, what was that at the end? <laughs> That was a that was a Jimmy Fallon reference. Sorry, I'm just really thinking about Jimmy Fallon since you know I'm gonna get to go see him on Monday, uh, hang out with my boy Jimmy, 
and uh, Steve, Steve's not. Steve's not going to be able to see him. That's right. So if you're watching Jimmy Fallon's show this next week, you can be looking for at DJ DMAC attack out in the crowd. And uh, that'll be Dustin underscore wait for it. McKibben. I'll be wearing my wedding photo hangover t-shirt that Steve's going to make me and send me. It's going to be a white t-shirt, probably with some pit stains, and uh, it's going to be Sharpie, the wedding photo hangover, just <laughs> Sharpied on it. And on the back, it's going to say, hashtag. Absolutely. We said hashtag a bunch this episode without saying hashtag once. I know. It's the vodka. <laughs> so you had some head. questions you were going to answer from the, the intro net webs? New segment. Uh, I thought it'd be cool if we started, you know, answering questions. People come to this podcast and they're like, Steve, Dustin, you guys both seem to know that cameras exist. (laughs) So they would love to get our advice on uh, some camera related questions that, you know, I've I've just found uh, primarily on Yahoo Answers, the greatest of all the uh, question sites. Dustin, this first question from Yahoo Answers says, I love photographing people. I don't want to charge a couple an arm and a leg. I want to charge them cheaper than an arm and a leg. It's good because an arm and a leg are very valuable. Yeah. Maybe just like one arm or just one leg, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes on and he says, is $900 a good price? I'm going to give them 100 4x6 prints, 100 5x7 prints, one 11 by 14 print, an unlimited photo coverage, and I'm shooting with one film camera and one digital camera. Does this price seem good? Dustin, with your 10 years of experience, uh, you know, you've, you've shot film, you've shot digital. Can you tell me, does this price seem good to you? Sounds pretty spot on to me. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, an expert in photography pricing, but I would say he's going to come out way on top in that deal. I, yeah. I'm thinking retirement level status um, with those margins right there. So you've heard it here first. Dustin's retirement plan is just $900 <laughs> or one arm or one leg. $900 minus what would you say? Like 100 five by sevens and 100 four by sixes and, you know, a dozen or so rolls of film. And you got to pay to you develop that film too. And yeah, developing fees, which are actually pretty pricey. It all depends on if he's doing it at like Walmart or, you know, somewhere reputable. But it also depends on like what the couple's expectations is on what this person's doing. I mean, let's get get real for a second. We just met with a couple, um, I think yesterday, two days ago. And they said that they had met with a photographer who actually told them that the expectations were after they paid thousands of dollars and, you know, shot the wedding and everything that they could expect to receive like 50 photos, 50 to 75 pictures. And that was all that they would get. From an entire day shooting a wedding? Yeah. I was like blown away. I mean, they signed on the dotted line when I told them that they get 50 to 75 pictures per hour that were there, if not more, like double that. Who is this photographer that you're competing against? I don't know. Is this why you do 50 to 60 weddings a year? Because your only competition is this guy who only delivers 50 photos from the wedding day? Those better be some epic photos. That's right. You. That's right. Everyone should move here to Fort Wayne because there is zero competition here. You heard it here first. Fort Wayne, Indiana, the land of no competition. Yep, exactly. Steve, you should move here. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Anyway, Dustin, let's move on to our next question from Yahoo Answers. Well, hold on. Let's back up. So how how should a new photographer getting into wedding photography, how should they approach pricing? Um, $900 would not be terrible for a new photographer if he wasn't shooting with somebody else, wasn't selling, including prints, into that pricing, and... uh, wasn't developing a ton of film. Like if you are just doing your very first wedding ever and you can get it in at like six hours, I would say $900 is reasonable as a starting point uh, if you've never done a wedding before. Yeah, I would agree. I would say that $900 is great, but you need to make sure, and this is something we even do today, expectation management on a wedding day is 
crucial. It's everything. Uh, the bride and groom need to know what that the, what they're going to expect to receive from you at the end of the day. And if you can't guarantee those expectations, um, then you have to charge accordingly. So if it's your first rodeo, you know, I would do like when we shot our first wedding video, we came into the bride and groom and we said, Hey, we're really interested in getting into video and we want to do it for free for you. And she was like, really, you want to do it for free? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll shoot the video for free. And if you love it, which, you know, I'm pretty sure, and hopefully you will, then all I ask is that you pay for our, you know, equipment we rented. Uh, Dustin, never ever do anything for free for anyone. Steve says after he shot and is currently editing a video for free for a magazine launch. <laughs> Why did you do I, I, that? What? Why did you do that then? For a friend. But you you shot video and edited video before, so that's... This would be the absolute very first time we've ever shot video. Yeah, I would have said even your first time, you could have just told them 500 bucks and they probably would have been like, holy crap, 500 bucks? Everybody else we've talked to is at least at $1,000 bare minimum. No, because you're misunderstanding the situation. They weren't actually interested in video. We were doing their photography. And so they had no interest in video even after I tried to sell it to them. And I was like, hey, listen, you know, this is a February wedding. My video crew has nothing else going on. I was like, we'll, we'll do it for free. And if you love it, then then pay us 500 bucks. If you don't love it, then, you know, no skin off your back. You know, we get to use it as a portfolio piece and you get to watch it online whenever you want. So you just are out 500 bucks. Yeah, so essentially, I mean, I was paying for the cost of building a portfolio, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, no, there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. I just, I still would have tried to charge money, even if it was my first time. Yeah. You gotta go in with that ka in your in your mind, man. Ka-ching, it's, ka-ching, ka-ching. It's not all about money for me like it is you, though, Steve. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that because you weren't speaking into the microphone. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, so if you're a new photographer out there trying to get started, um, I think you can charge whatever you feel your time is worth and then just slowly build from there. If you want to start at, say, like 500 bucks and then, you know, you get three weddings under your belt and you feel super confident and everyone's knocking down your door to book you, then, you know, double your price. Do it at a thousand. And... But, I mean, you have to be able to feed yourself and clothe your family. So make sure you can live at the same time or get a second job or do what you got to do. Whatever you have to do to undercut the uh, professionals working in in the business already, uh, to devalue the work that everybody's doing so that you can get your foot in the door so then you can start making that money. And then you can start complaining about those people coming in and undercutting you and devaluing your work. Right, Dustin? That's exactly, how it works. Exactly, Steve. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. Uh, I will say this. The first wedding I ever shot, I did for free. See? Video-wise. Um, I wouldn't even was, say that. First wedding I did, I, I got paid. So, booyah. It was for my cousin. So, yeah. And I was still in college. And it was just kind of like uh you know, I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to do it for her as like a gift, a wedding gift, because I didn't have money to buy her a wedding gift. So mm, cheap ass. I guess it's technically not for free. Then <laughs> I gave them something that they will value and love for the rest of their life. <laughs> and you're calling me a cheap ass. <laughs> I put more thought and work into that gift than anyone else at their wedding put into a gift for them. I'm I'm just putting my my chips on the quality of those photographs. All right. Uh, you ready for this next question, buddy? <laughs> yes. All right. Full question right here. No Ooh, context. I'm excited. I'm excited. Is this Just for good? the record, I have not heard these questions previously. Oh, no. Steve it's is just throwing these hot. at me. <laughs> is this good if buy camera online? <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> is this... Is this... An, one more time. Give it to me one more time. <laughs> Is this good if buy camera online? <laughs> the answer is yes. All right, next question. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, that was my favorite one. <laughs> because it makes no sense. Absolutely. All right, this next one, I have a feeling you're going to love. I was on Facebook and some idiot tried to eat a spoonful of cinnamon. And I want to do something funnier on camera for Facebook. LOL. I'm always bored because I'm on probation. LOL. What are some funny things to do on camera? <laughs> do a video podcast. <laughs> So are these photography-related questions? <laughs> they have something to do with video and photo <laughs> cameras. Because <laughs> this sounds like more of like a prisoner hotline <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> That's right. Hotline bling. Hotline bling. I could only mean one thing, Dustin. Oh, I know. Look at that. Look at that blood axe. I'm taking it down. Taking it down tonight. You know, I've been thinking about it last week. I said that there are red lightning bolts coming from the sky on the label of this Eric Blood Axe. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm looking at it, I think what we're seeing is a Viking covered in blood standing in front of a sea of blood. And we're seeing blood lightning bolts coming down from the sky. I think that's the really only real way to interpret this. It's blood lightning. It's pretty gory beer. Delicious and gory. I mean, it's like drinking blood. You'd love it since you're a vampire. Um, so you can't think of any funny things to do on camera, though, Dustin? Uh, I can think of plenty of funny things to do on camera, Steve. Uh, the question is, is it worth my time to talk about them? Is <laughs> is 100% worth it. You're at a wedding, and your client is like, Dustin, I want to do one funny picture. Boom. What do you say? I always tell them to dance. Oh, does that work? Yeah. Do they dance like goofy? Like, are they doing like lawnmower, like shopping cart, uh, sprinkler? How how are they dancing? It's typically the, I don't know, what's the arm thing where you're like doing one of these little games? Uh, Like wavy arms? Yeah, like wormy arms, wavy arms. Like you're an inflatable man at a car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do I look like a dancer, Steven? Uh, you look like an inflatable man at a car lot. <laughs> Come on in, it's Dustin. Exactly. It works every time. See that big smile I got out of you? That's, that's a huge pure smile. authenticness I want in my photographs. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. I'm proud of you. Um, I don't do anything better than that. So yeah, you're you're great. You're golden. You're golden boy. Oh, thanks, Steve. I just want to be a golden boy. Okay, that's that's it for this week with uh, crazy crazy questions from the internet. Roll the music. Um, crazy. Was there anything else we wanted to <laughs> sing it for me, Dustin? Come on, really make it good. Oh, that was that was our producer, uh, Jose, over there. He was uh, rolling the tunes for us. Thanks, Jose. Can we can we get Jose to roll the tunes again, real quick? Jose, cue it up. Let's go. Crazy question, internet. Very nice, very nice. I like that. Thanks, Jose. Notice Jose has zero accent. It's he's very he's actually not Hispanic at all. Oh gosh. Really? It is he Spanish, maybe? <laughs> hey, Jose. <laughs> this is going down a rabbit hole that we don't rabbit have time. Hole for. Into your racism. <laughs> <laughs> all all right. right. What else you wanna what else we have on tap for tonight, Steve? Uh, you know, Dustin, we've been recording for quite some time now. It's episode nine. The big nine o. No, just nine. Nine point o. Gotcha. Should we remind people about our ever elongated contest? Um, you absolutely should. Hey, Dustin, can I get you to nail down a price uh, on that Amazon gift card? Absolutely, Stephen. Um, I talked to the director of this podcast and uh, the CEO, and they got back to me last night, and they said we are authorized to give fifty Amazonian dollars away. That's real Amazonian currency, not Bitcoin. Amazonian coin. 
That sounds great, Dustin. I'm glad that we finally were able to pin down our, what do you call me, director and CEO? Is that my <laughs> new title? Oh, Steve, you're so funny. Director, CEO, producer, editor, and you are Dustin and Jose. <laughs> Dustin and Jose. That's the name of my memoirs. I would read those memoirs. <laughs> yeah, you would. So yeah, uh, contest is as follows. It is super simple, super easy, pretty hard to screw up. Uh, Steve and I are looking to encourage and elongate, that's the word of the night, our reach with iTunes. And iTunes doesn't naturally do that without a plethora of five-star reviews on iTunes. What's a plethora? Plethora? A Mm -hmm. plethora is a word that means... Uh, I think 10 million. <laughs> so that's the number we're after. So okay, just checking. And I'm I'm going to throw an audible into the contest um for every entry, if you will, that you put into this contest which is a five-star review with a actual verbal review, like you actually have to write something beautiful about Stephen and I or things you like or love about this podcast or just something beautiful about Stephen or Dustin no and just Stephen a plethora of beautiful things about (laughs) Stephen and um so you post that then you slide into our dms on instagram or facebook slide in or twitter because Steve checks that from time to time and you just say hey yo I'm you know, crazy coconuts 32 that just left you that brilliantly written review on iTunes. And we're like, cool. And we're going to draw in the next episode from the people who leave iTunes reviews. And that's it. It's so simple. So get them in and get them in fast. Cause we're recording the next episode. Within, yeah, like 24 to 48 hours after you listen to this one. You got to be on top of it. You want to get that money. Get that money. Ka-ching. Ka-ching-a-ding. Yeah. And can, can, we, can we add a little caveat, a little, a little bonus to this contest? A little, a little cream de menthe um, on top? You're the one who is running this contest. <laughs> this contest is your idea. It's your money. You tell me, Dustin. You tell me. All right, perfect. Um, if you're interested, whoever wins the podcast will have the opportunity somewhere down the line to come on to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast as a guest. Oh, very nice. Yeah. You can spread your reach on this podcast, hitting hundreds of millions of maybe 10 people. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, we get about, I think what, we get like about 10,000 people that listen to each episode. So, I mean, it would be a great opportunity for someone. Why are you blatantly lying? I already told the people only 10 (laughs) people listen. And five of those are you and me. (laughs) Steven. You can exaggerate all you want, but we would really, really appreciate the uh, the feedback and the following on Instagram and Facebook with your questions and uh, feedback so that we know the direction you guys, this is a choose your own adventure type podcast where we would love to know what you guys want us to talk about. A real choose your own adventure um, so if you're just following along, this is your very first week. Uh, we've got a question for you. There is a ring, a flute, and a pine cone in <laughs> front of you. Which one do you pick? Uh, if you pick the ring, turn to page 55. If you pick the pine cone, turn to page 65. And, and if, if you, you choose pick the, flute, the flute, you're dead. Steve's gonna stick it up his butt. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I might stick it into an anus venue, not sticking it into my butt. I hope you don't call this episode anus venue. <laughs> I'm not going to call it that. I learned my lesson last week when I called the episode the Instagram honey dick conundrum, and then it got taken down off of iTunes, 
and I had to change the name to get it put back up. Oh, sensory. Yeah, we, we lost, according to you, how many tens of thousands of hundreds of millions of listeners? Yes. Just in that few seconds where it wasn't on the iTunes store. Jose, how many people listen? Jose is telling me we had 9,500 last week. So, yeah, we were definitely down from our typical. Jose, much like Dustin, which is also Dustin, uh, is a liar. But that's great. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear Dustin's excited. He's uh, he's pumped up. He's got some pep in his step. You know, we're we're gaining new listeners every week, and I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everybody who listens to this great podcast. Dustin and I don't do this because. Wait, why do we do this? Uh, we do this because Steve and I would frequently have these conversations anyways, and we found them entertaining enough that we thought you might find value in them. And wow, I was baiting you. I was really hoping to see, I was going to say, we don't do this to make money or to profit. And I was really hoping when I just paused and said, why do we do this? You're going to be like, to get that money. Oh, I'm pretty sure that anyone who listens to this is going to be like, there's no way they're going to ever make money off this podcast. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by no, I'm just kidding. by Eric Bloodaxe in Anus Venues. I just wanted to pause the podcast for a second, guys, to tell you about this great product called FreshBooks. FreshBooks is this great platform that sponsors any podcast ever. And, and fresh. I shouldn't tell you what they do because we don't use them. And it could be a piece of fruit. It could be a book. I don't know. Anyways, back to the podcast. Uh, FreshBooks uh, keeps your books for you, man. Come on. Got to get on that. Listen to those podcasts. Oh, I have shelves for those. You have chefs for those? Shelves, Steve. Book oh. shelves to hold my books, keep my books. Bookshelves, which were built by French chefs, of course. Yes. As we all have. What other kind of shelves do you buy, Steve? Not the Swedish kind. <laughs> it was an Ikea joke. Wow. So, thank you guys all so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Wed Pick Hangover because Twitter limits the number of characters in your handle. And last but not least, you can find us on Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve individually, you can find Dustin on Instagram at DJ DMAC Attack. And you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next sunday after you shoot another wedding good night steven oh you didn't want to correct me on your instagram user account no dustin underscore wait for it mckibben good night steven uh good night jose <laughs> jose get away from the mic good night steve have a good one Good night, Dustin. It has been a pleasure talking with you tonight. I can't wait to meet you and see you oh, on cue the episode. Music, cue the music. Cut Dustin off. Quick. Go. Uh, cool, 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 cool.